going on, everyone? Welcome to the Downtown Brown Town podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brown, otherwise known as Downtown Brown. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter at downtown underscore brown. That way you have the links to both my Spotify and Apple podcast feeds. Um, be sure to subscribe on those platforms as well. And uh, you can also find the links to those feeds on my Instagram account at downtown underscore brown 33. All right. So, uh, Got two games here uh, since we recorded last. Didn't quite have time to get a, a pot up after game three, but uh, we're going to talk about games three and four here. Uh, Bucks winning both of those games fairly convincingly um, after a disappointing loss in game two. So uh, at least from this series perspective, we're looking good. Um, the Bucks should hopefully be able to close it out on Tuesday or on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Uh, beat the Bulls in five games. So um, obviously the thing that I was looking for the most from this team, uh, for them to be able to uh, get back to their championship ways was just to play play with hunger, play with intensity, play like they want to win. And uh, we certainly saw that uh, in games three and four. Now, I think it's a combination of a few different things. Uh, the first one is just the embarrassing loss at home in game two, that certainly didn't sit well with the players and the coaching staff. So I think that kind of fueled a lot of this, uh, just better play, um, higher intensity, um, again, playoff energy. I, I think that's the big key there. Uh, but the second key would be also is the Chris Middleton injury. Guys knowing that they're gonna have to step up, guys like Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton, um, you name it. So um, just with that, having that injury to a 20 point per game scorer, who is a three-time all-star, all-star this season, um, certainly, you know, other guys are going to have to step up and, and make plays for this basketball team, specifically on offense, so they can uh, keep things going and hopefully continue on another long playoff run like we saw last year. So um, yeah, for the Bucks. Um, Role players certainly stepped up in these last two games. Uh, the, the first one most notably would be Grayson Allen. He has been fantastic these past two games. Uh, in game three, Bucks win that one, 111 to 81. Grayson Allen has 22 points, five of seven from the three-point line. And in 22 minutes, great game from Grayson. Also six rebounds, a steal, and a block in that one. Um, but also in game four, even better for Grayson Allen, 27 points, 10 of 12 from the field, six of seven from three, three steals and two rebounds, plus 23 in his 28 minutes. Uh, so Grayson Allen is clearly a Bulls killer at this point. Uh, he's, he fuels off of the fans booing him and, and kind of funny as well as the Bucks players on the bench as well have been booing Grayson Allen to because he seems to play better in that type of atmosphere when he's kind of the, the wanted, the hated guy uh, by the opposing fan base or even now his opposing teammates on the bench. So Grayson Allen is certainly filling into that 20 point per game role that we obviously was vacated by Chris Middleton getting hurt. I don't know if I'll expect that every game from Grayson, but um, you know, just for him to being able to score over 20 points in both of these games is, is fantastic. I mean, he had three combined points in games one and two. Um, and now 
blowing up for 49 points in games three and four. Grayson Allen has been fantastic. Um, his three ball is just, it, it's fallen everywhere. Um, and he's also playing pretty good defense as well. I mentioned three steals in game four. Um, and, and he's just, he's, he looks like he's more engaged defensively. He's, he's getting in passing lanes. He's able to knock the ball out of the guy's hands. Uh, really, really impressed with Grayson Allen. Um, he's been great. And he was one of the guys we were really going to look to, to fill in for that Chris Middleton role that um, uh, now needs to be filled with him getting injured. Bobby Portis, we'll go to him next. He ends up starting for the Bucks uh, in place of Chris Middleton. Kind of surprising for me. I thought it was going to be Grayson Allen. Um, just from a positional perspective, I thought they would go with the most uh, comparable guy to a Chris Middleton, and that's either Grayson Allen or Pat Connaughton. And I, I lean Grayson because he started the majority of the season. Um, but they go with Bobby Portis. Uh, I think Bud's thought process there is just, hey, Bobby Portis is our best bench player. Let's just throw him in the starting lineup. He started right around 60 games this regular season with Brooke being uh, sidelined with a back injury. So Bobby's got a lot of experience in the starting lineup and, and he's just our best bench player. So let's get him in the starting lineup and, and kudos to Bud on that one. It's certainly paid off. Um, Bobby Portis has been absolutely great. Uh, Bobby Bifocals is, is his new nickname now that he's wearing those goggles. Uh, I think that's pretty funny, but um, yeah, I mean, pretty crazy stuff. What, what happened to Bobby Portis? I mean, they said, or he said that he couldn't even see after that happened. And then like, eventually he could see out of that eye, but it was like, everything was coming in as orange. Um, so certainly he had some damage to the cornea. And I think he's going to be wearing those goggles for the rest of the playoffs, just for preventative reasons. Um, and just to make sure nothing happens with his cornea. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bobby Portis has been fantastic. Uh, 18 points and 16 rebounds in the in game three. Bucks win that one, 111 to 81. Um, and then game four, Bobby has 14 points and 10 rebounds. Bucks win 119 to 95. So two consecutive double doubles for Bobby Portis. Um, they're just finding him in his spots. He likes to take those 20 foot mid range jump shots. He had a lot of those in game four. Uh, they were going to Bobby consistently, and he was just making the other team pay. Um, really shooting it well from um, from three in game three. He was four for eight, only one for four in game four. But both games, uh, from a field goal perspective, he shot 50%. Six for 12 uh, in game four and seven for 14 in game three. So Bobby Portis is just proving that he's so valuable for this team. And uh, I think another thing to point out with him is his defense has been a lot better than we have seen, especially last season. Um, but you saw as the year went on that Bobby was looking like he was a little bit more comfortable defensively, um, specifically in that Boston game towards the end of the regular season. I think he played pretty good defense against Jason Tatum. Now Tatum had a nice game and he put up some buckets on Bobby, but I think a lot of those are just tough mid-range shots, contested shots that Tatum is just, he can hit them. He's that good of a player. So um, yeah, I think Bobby Portis is um, is really coming into his own and, and Bud is just it, putting a lot of trust in him. Like, hey, you know, maybe it doesn't make the most sense from a, just, uh, sorry, a positional perspective, um, 
but you know, Bobby's just our best, our next man up. So let's get him in the lineup. And I think the size difference as well has caused the Bulls a lot of problems. Uh, they don't have the size to match up with this Bucks starting lineup of, you know, Drew West, our, our bigger guards. But then you got Bobby, Giannis, and Brooke, all 6'10 and above. Uh, the Bulls just don't have a lot of size, and it's certainly showing in the rebounding numbers. Um, obviously, Bobby is feasting on the rebounds, and I think a lot of that has to do with he's got Giannis and Brooke out there to kind of block, box out these guys and just clear out the paint so that Bobby can just fly in there and get rebounds. So um, it's certainly paid off. Bucks out-rebounded the Bulls 51-44 to 44 in Game 4, and in Game 3, um, Three, what we got here, the Bucks rebounds 55 to 43. So clearly the Bucks are are rebounding very well in the series and they're having a hard time with our size. So I, I like that aspect from it too, is just Bobby is just gonna dominate on the rebounds. So uh, that's another thing that kind of makes sense with him being the starting lineup. So uh, it starts with Grayson and Bobby, you know, filling in for Chris being out and they've just been fantastic. So uh, kudos to them. Um, We'll talk about Giannis next. Really strong game four from him. 32 points in 35 minutes. 11 for 12 from the field. 9 of 12 from the free throw line. So nice to see Giannis's free throw percentage be above his regular season percentage. Coming into game four, he shot 62% from the free throw line against the Bulls. And he was a 72% free throw shooter in the regular season. So a 10 point percentage points dip there. Uh, but game four, 75%. So really nice to see that come up. 17 boards, seven assists, two blocks. Giannis was dominant. There were points in the game where he just decided to take over. Um, and, you know, it, it certainly paid off for the Bucks. There, there was a point in that third quarter in game four where Milwaukee, uh, or they took a really, they were up 15 and a half. And, um, and then they ended up, uh, getting the lead to like 22 really on, early on in the third quarter. But then the Bulls, they rallied. They were on an 11-0 run. They got it to 68-60, down eight. And then Giannis was just like, all right, enough of this. I'm taking the game over. We're not letting the Bulls get into this anymore. We want to get the crowd out of the game and just take this game over. And that's certainly what Giannis did. Uh, he was fantastic in game four. In game three, I really thought Giannis – only had 18 points, seven boards, nine assists. I mean, it's not terrible, but for Giannis's, you know, stats, that's pretty low. But I think he was just playing the playmaker role in that game. Nine assists is, is pretty high for him. Um, he was making all the right decisions, passing the ball to open shooters. I mean, he was helping Bobby get open shots, Grayson get open shots, Pat get open shots. So uh, I think Giannis just, he did exactly what he should have done in that, that game is just take what the defense gives you. Um, and that's certainly what he did. So uh, I think Giannis's performance has been great these last two games. And uh, he's certainly, you know, just making sure that, Hey, we're not, we're not messing around anymore. We're going to take care of the business against this Bulls team and, and uh, get ready for round two. So uh, Giannis, especially in game four was dominant and, and nice to see him uh, assert his dominance there. Um, Brooke Lopez, we'll go to him next. Pretty quiet games for him the last two after he had two really big games in games one and two. Nine points in game three and uh, two points in game four. So uh, 
you know, it's kind of crazy that uh, Brooke really fell off from a scoring perspective. I still think his defense has been good, but, and the fact that the Bucks are winning these games, you know, by a lot with Brooke really not scoring much and no Chris Middleton is very impressive. So um, that's just another thing to point out that even though that, um, that we don't have Chris and Brooke has been out, you know, the Bucks are still taking care of business. So uh, I'm really liking what Brooke is doing defensively. Um, and, you know, he'll get his points. He's struggling from the three point line the last couple of games, but uh, I'm not too worried about it. You know, he's, he's a guy who can be streaky at times, but if you get him some nice possessions in the paint, he's going to score a lot of them. So I think the Bucks need to utilize Brooke in the paint a little bit more, maybe not in this series, but if we see Boston around two, I think that's something that could really uh, be a factor for Milwaukee. So even though Brooke hasn't scored a lot these last two games, he's still um, making an impact throughout the rest of, of the game uh, on, on defense specifically. So good stuff there from Brooke Wilbur. Pat Connaughton next here. Um, certainly Pat Connaughton's a guy who has, uh, you know, he struggled shooting towards the end of the regular season after having a very, very good shooting season prior to his injury. Um, but, you know, he's still struggling to find his way offensively. He did have 11 points in game three, um, but still two of seven from three, three of eight from the field overall, not super efficient. Um, and then game four, not, not much for him either. Five points, two of four from the field, one of three from three. So uh, Pat Connaughton is a guy that we really need to, to get going here, especially in round two. Um, if Chris is going to be out for who knows how long in that series, Pat Connaughton's a guy that continued to deliver last playoffs. So, um, you know, his shot, just doesn't look right. It's not falling. Uh, I'm not super worried about him yet. Uh, I hope that he can get his groove, uh, hopefully in game five against the Bulls in that closeout game, um, and then hopefully carry that over into the second round. But um, really not much to say from Pat Connaughton's perspective. He is rebounding the ball well, as he usually does. Ten combined rebounds in games three and four. So uh, we just want to see Pat make some shots again, and I think he'll do that uh, going forward. One other buck off the bench that I, I want to touch on, who I think has played really well, even though he hasn't scored much, uh, and, and that's Javon Carter. His defense has been very, very good on Zach Levine specifically. Um, I just really like what he's doing out there. George Hill is still out. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. He's not even day-to-day, -day, Coach Bud said, uh, prior to game four. Um, not looking great for George Hill at all. I'm not sure when we see him. He might not even play all the second round. So um, if the Bucks, you know, are able to advance past the second round, then, then maybe we see George Hill at that point. But certainly not looking great for George Hill. But honestly, I think Javon Carter has been great. Um, he didn't score at all in game three, but he was a plus 19, uh, had four assists in the steal, just playing really good defense on Levine. And, and Levine only had, you know, 15 points on 13 shots in, in game three. So um, I think Javon has really done well on him. And in game four, you know, Javon, again, only scored three points. He hit his only three-point shot, missed two two-point shots. Uh, but again, four rebounds and assists. I just really like what I'm seeing from him. He was a plus 11 um, in, in game four. So I think Javon Carter's defense is really solid. Um, I don't know 
how I think Boston's a little bit tougher of a matchup for him because they've got a lot of big guards. I think you could throw him on a Jalen Brown, but um, I think Jalen Brown's size might get to him a little bit, and he's more explosive than Zach Levine at this point. Uh, I think Zach Levine is more explosive than Levine, or Zach Levine is more explosive than Jalen Brown when he's fully healthy, but he's not fully healthy right now. So um, that's going to be an interesting thing to, to point out in round two. Um, you know, obviously assuming that Boston advances past the Nets, but Nets are down 3-0. They're probably going to get swept. Um, if anything, they're losing five games. So um, the Boston Celtics will be in round two. And if the Bucs get out of this series, that's who they'll be playing. So I'm kind of looking, looking ahead to that matchup a little bit, seeing how some of our guys are going to match up with Boston and, and Javon's one that really interests me. Um, so yeah, certainly going to look out for that going forward, but I think Javon can play some minutes on Jalen Brown and pester him a little bit. I think that's going to be his role uh, in that round two series against Boston, but just wanted to point out Javon has played really well, um, really all series. Uh, didn't touch on Wesley Matthews, um, but I mean, he hit one of his three, three-pointers in game three, and it was also two of five from three in game four. Again, playing really nice defense on DeRozan, uh, making it tough for him. DeRozan had a really low-scoring game in game three. Uh, he only had 11 points and only took nine shots after putting up 41 points in game two. So clearly an emphasis for the Bucks in game three was to not let DeMar go off. They were showing him a lot of help uh double teams you know just guys getting in his getting in his way you know not letting him take open shots Wesley Matthews was still playing good one-on-one -on -one defense on him but there was certainly a point of emphasis to show help at DeMar and I think that's something with having Bobby Portis in the starting lineup to uh helped you know just have more size and make it more difficult for DeMar to hit those contested shots like he's so good at doing so um yeah, I think Wesley Matthews has played his role perfectly fine and uh, ended up playing some solid defense on DeRozan, especially in game three. Uh, Drew Holiday is the last one I want to touch on here for the Bucs. Um, certainly, you know, with Chris going out, you got to have Drew play better. He's got to score offensively. He's got to make an impact on that side of the ball. And um, he's certainly done that, especially in game four. Um, but even in game three, 16 points, seven of 14 from the field, one of five from three, not great, but six boards, six assists, a steal and a block, and only two turnovers, which is big. We've seen that turnover number be five, six, you know, in the earlier games in the series. So uh, I think Drew is more comfortable offensively right now, just knowing that he has to be aggressive and uh, fill in for Chris a little bit. So I think that helps him from a comfortability perspective. So um, yeah, Drew Holiday is starting to play better. And we obviously saw that in game four, having his best offensive game um, of the playoffs so far this year, 26 points, 10 of 21 from the field, five of eight from three. Uh, gosh, you gotta love Drew Holiday's making five threes in a playoff game. Two boards, seven assists and a steal. And again, only two turnovers. So uh, the turnover numbers are down for Drew. That's a big, big thing. And uh, he's starting to hit shots. So that's really big. Um, if Drew can score 20 plus here going forward in every game until we get Chris back, uh, it's going to make things a lot easier for this Bucks team. So 
Drew Holiday's defense has obviously been great. He has really played some just amazing defense on Levine and DeRozan, um, bouncing off of screens, just anticipating where they're going to go. He's so freaking good on defense, and he's been showing it so far this postseason. Uh, but, again, all it comes down for him is offense. And if he can give you something, it's a tough team to beat. So really nice stuff from Drew Holiday, picking up his scoring with Chris being out. Um, and really just a key thing for me in general is that obviously the role players have stepped up big time. 17 of 33 from three for the Bucks in game uh, four, 15 of 41 from three in game three. I mean, if the Bucks role players like Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis, Wesley Matthews, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, Javon Carter, if those guys are hitting threes, good luck beating this Bucks team. I mean, we're seeing it here in these games three and four. I mean, this is a really hard team to beat when the, the role players are making threes like they have been. But we're certainly going to see some games here. Maybe it'll be game, sometime in this Bulls series, game five, or if somehow the Bulls win and make it a game six, uh, or if it's in the Boston series in round two. If the Bucks role players aren't making shots, I'm really curious to see how that game, like what, what, like what would end up happening, especially against the Celtics. Like, will the Bucks get blown out? Would it still be a close game? Would they have a chance to win? Would they be winning, you know, comfortably? Uh, I don't know the answer to that one, um, but it's going to happen at some point. And we've seen it in, in you know, especially in game uh, game one, you know, none of the role players are really making shots, but the Bucks still were able to get it done. But again, that's against the Chicago Bulls. Um, you know, Boston is a much better team and the best defensive team in the league. So I'm really curious to see what ends up happening if those role players uh, just don't make shots. But if they do, again, good luck beating this Bucks team. Um, so game five is coming up here on Wednesday night. Bucks look to close out the Chicago Bulls in Milwaukee. Um, don't play with your food, Bucks. Just get it done. I know, like, in some ways it would be kind of nice to, to lose a game and then, you know, extend the series so we get more – uh, of an op so Chris has more of an opportunity to recover and be ready uh, for the Boston series, but he, I don't want to do that. You know, if you purposely, not like they would do this, but if they would like throw a game or just lose a game, then, you know, you're giving the Bulls confidence going home for a game six. You just don't want that. And then what if they win that one? You know, then it's a game seven, do or die. And anything can happen in those games. So I think you just got to finish the Bulls off in five. Um, just get done with it. And, you know, Chris is going to be back when he's going to be back. And we just got to focus on getting to round two and focusing on the Boston Celtics. Um, it's really hard to predict when Chris will be back. I think he's going to miss games one and two for sure of the Boston series, probably game three as well. But I'm just making an educated guess based on when that next series will start. And uh, the the diagnosis we got from, from Woj about um, the injury. So hard to say, but I think you could target maybe a game four return for Chris in the round two, maybe game three, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to try and make a huge guess here, but that's just kind of my expectation is probably games game four is when I would target him to be back, but who knows what's going to happen there. But anyways, um, Let's just hope that the Bucks can close out the series, you know, get through it healthy, um, and 
get ready for Boston because that's going to be an absolute dogfight. They are a very, very good team, so much better than Chicago. So um, anxious to see how this unfolds. But uh, that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this one. Again, please make sure to follow me on Twitter if you haven't already at downtown underscore Brown. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, if you feel inclined, please leave me a five-star review on either of those platforms. That would mean a lot to me. So thanks again, everyone, and go Bucks.